Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and I have a very special guest here with me today because I discovered something, well, fully discovered this thing that I've mentioned on the pod before not too long ago, and I just had a certain someone at work who I was able to geek out with, geek out about it with, and then he's like a few weeks later, he's like, oh, I'm going to go see Hamilton. And I was like, you asshole. I wanted to go see Hamilton, but I didn't have any money. <laughs> couldn't, 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 couldn't get it. You have to have money. You gotta have money to go see Hamilton most of the time. Yeah, it's true. Um, they just didn't fit in the budget. Plus, I had a great Christmas, so I wasn't going to say shit. I to be completely honest. But today on the show, I have Tyler Kovar. And Tyler and I have been working together for over a year now. And he's the one who went to go see Hamilton. And so, how are you doing today, Tyler? And Kellen's the one that's jealous about it. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you that day. The day of. <laughs> the day so you're that like, I I'll left. bring you something. I'm like, okay. Fine, fine. I had to bribe him with presents. Pretty much. I'm good. I, I was sound like, I'm it better. I'm a size double XL. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even look at the shirts while I was there. I to see how much they were. They, they were we probably like stayed away from it. Yeah, I don't blame you. The fact that like. Roasted nuts are like eight dollars a bag. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine what the friggin' magnets would cost. Funny, funny story that, that it has nothing to do with anything. Uh, a That's few years right. ago, we went back to my hometown, me and Angel and Aaliyah. Uh-huh. Um, they we went back to my hometown, Winchester, Virginia. They do this thing in May, the first week of May, called the Apple Blossom Festival. And on the Saturday, they do the parade and everything. And we, Aaliyah's been going to parade a couple years. She absolutely loves it, but. We always like get a bunch of food and we get, we uh, get some seats. The seats are like real cheap and stuff. So we get a nice little view so Leah can sit down and watch yeah. the parade and stuff. And Angel got these Bavarian nuts. I want to say they were pecans. <laughs> and she got the big ass bag. Of course. And I was like, so how much were those Bavarian? Or either she said it or I asked her. I'm pretty sure she said it. She's like, these were $20. I was like, you spent $20 on Bavarian nuts? James did that before. He jokes about every time we go to the Benetton Center, he's like, I'm just going for the nuts. And I'm like, well, next time I'll pay for a seat for myself, go in and buy nuts and throw them out the door at him. And I can enjoy the show instead of spending all this money for two people to see the show. Right. He normally enjoys the shows, too. However, he's always like, I'm just, they better have nuts. Yeah, so, so last year, uh, we were down there, and then um, she's like, I think I'm going to get some pecans. I was like, get the small bag. Yeah. Get the small bag. My, the meanwhile, bag. I'm dropping like $20, $25 on the stuff that I want to eat. Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm like, because she didn't finish that whole bag of nuts. Of course. I was like, get the small bag. Are they I mean, if you want covered? more? No, they're they're like um, cinnamon, uh, 
Well, cinnamon sugar is oh, what okay. they do, and then they roast them. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and actually here at um, here at WVU, where we're actually broadcasting live for, we're actually at the U ninety two radio station because we had to find a place, and I was like, I know a place where I'm always welcome. <laughs> um, they they did this thing called Mountaineer Week, and they'll have a little Bavarian yeah. nut stand, and I think that's the first place she tried them uh, many years ago. Was when she was a student. She here. fell in love. Yeah, she so fell in love. With yeah, the she nuts. dropped twenty dollars. So. Tyler Kovar. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Tyler Kovar. Nice. Okay. Anyway. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Nothing special. Yeah. I'm just a special guest. Where are you from, buddy? I'm from Farmington, West Virginia. Nice. It sounds as hickish as it is. I'm from Cape and Bridge, so <laughs> I'm right there with you. I didn't realize how small my town was until I went back. Like, my whole family still lives there. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Fairmont whenever I was in high school. And it's not until you're gone for a long time and then you go back. Mm-hmm. I went to see my grandma and I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> I knew I knew Cape Bridge sucked like for years. But, but now, now, now it's it, home. Yeah, it's yeah. And, I, you know, I, I looked around. I'm like, I did that here. I did that here. Mm-hmm. I peed my pants there. <laughs> um, not drunk, not drunk. I was, uh, I played T-ball when I was, I was a kid. I was going to you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I played T-ball when I was a kid, and my family, uh, that's the only sport I've ever played is T-ball. Right. Um, and, uh... Well, some say acting is a sport. Uh, it, it is. <laughs> and I put more energy in that than anything else. Um, uh, I've done more athletic things, I think, than some of my cousins have like playing sports just the fact that like dancing takes a lot out of you right like it's hard and and some shows call for acrobatics and jumping around and when you're fu- as funny as i am <laughs> you you get these uh, you know i play a lot of funny roles and i've had to i about broke my nose in a show and it's oh, wow. yeah you don't know what's gonna happen but uh playing t-ball my i try to get someone to take me to the bathroom and they wouldn't <laughs> And I, I ended up peeing on second base while I was out there. I was done. I was like, I'm finished. And I, that just, was your I just pissed right? piss myself on second base. Every time I even hear baseball, I'm like, I peed myself. It's almost like a trigger. So if you go to a game and somebody's yeah. like, and coming in on second, you're like, oh, oh no. I just pissed. Oh, no. Not again. Not again. They didn't even have clothes for me to change into, so I had to borrow some other kids' like other clothes. Uh, <laughs> so and I was, I'm guessing you had a white outfit on or something like that. Oh well, yeah, they're like the light khaki. Yeah. Paint. I don't even know what they'd be called. They're not yeah. white. <laughs> off white. Yeah. Gray, off white. Eggshell. Yeah. Eggshell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was awful. <sighs> but yeah, I'm sorry. I played sports in Farmington, <laughs> um, and then in high school we moved to Fairmont. And then I've lived in New York City for a little bit. And I lived in Boston for a little bit. Well, well, wait, you're just you're just like glossing over these things. Like I was here, I was here, and like yeah, I was kind of lived in New York. So so uh, so you got into the stage essentially. Yeah, and into I was the world of plays and screenwriting, or not screenwriting, playwriting. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was eight years old mm-hmm. when I did my first show, and that's not counting like little plays for like elementary school and stuff like that mm-hmm. like I always, tree one i well i always what's funny is even as a kid like i had these people who like my kindergarten year we always did christmas 
like Christmas plays and all the classes did a different Christmas play. Mm -hmm. And in kindergarten, I just remember being told not to overdo it playing baby bear in Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And I overdid it. (laughs) And everybody went wild. And uh, like that got me wanting to do that. And then the next year uh, for first grade, um, I play, we did like rocking through Christmas and I played Elvis. Nice. My mom loves Elvis. So that was a big deal. Oh. Um, and then like I played Santa one year and I had to get a fat suit. <laughs> I definitely had to get a fat suit. Um, but like they were always giving, just like giving me the big stuff because they knew I wanted to do it yeah. and that I have fun doing it and I wouldn't get nervous about it. Um, but I was eight when I did like my first like big show. Um, and I did that at Fairmont State, and then once I, all through high school, I did all the shows, and I ended up directing some of the shows in high school. Nice. Um. Which is crazy to me. <clears throat> well, I, I just liked it, and I, I went in, and looking back on it, I was, I was really assertive when I went in there. I went in, they were, uh, a lot of the times what they did when I was in high school is they did, like, they did like short one act plays. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to do more than that. <laughs> I don't want to just do so, you know. And uh, you want to do the whole production? Yeah. So we we did in my freshman year. We did like a one act. Uh, it's called the Cave Cat. You never heard of it? Didn't I'm figure. <laughs> um, uh, and she, she's really weird about uh, which I under, I completely understand this. People people are weird when freshmen come in. Because you don't know what they're going to be able to pull off. Mm-hmm. Even through an audition, you just you don't know. So uh, we ended up auditioning, and she normally, like seniors, juniors, and sophomores, did the first show in the year. And she had two roles that needed filled. So me and my friend Sarah had done shows before. So mm-hmm. she was like, well, you guys play these roles. Um, I played some hippie leopard um it was weird. <laughs> it was really freaking weird. Um, so I did that, and then she was she picked a, a full length show. Um, so there's like one acts which are normally about half hour forty five minutes, and then there's a full length which is normally two hours, two and a half hours with an intermission. Right, um, two acts. Yeah, yeah. or even three, three acts, four if you're unlucky. Um, <laughs> if it's Lee Miss. Yeah. Um, I did a show that was literally three and a half hours long, and I was in probably ten minutes of the show. Oh wow! <laughs> I told family not to come see it. I was like that. I was like it's so long. Mm-hmm. We took naps in the back during the show. <laughs> we had like we had like a rolling like time. Like when you come off stage, come wake me up. Right. And uh, we always to every time that we run into each other, anybody in that show, we always joke that the show's still going on. <laughs> We're getting ready to go out for curtain wow. call. It was it was awful. That's crazy. But anyway, high school they they, they she picked a full length show um, for one of the uh, juniors to play the lead, and he had he was I, th- I think he just had a he was in cheerleading too, and during the time the show was going to be, she couldn't do it. She was like, "So I got to pick a new show." I was like, "Well." Can I do it? Right. And it was kind of like a big test, like, yeah. to what I could do. And 
I loved every bit of it. So we did that show, and it was really good. And the next year, we did the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, wow. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I played Jed. You were Jed Clampett? <laughs> I was Jed Clampett. <laughs> nice. It, since people are just listening to us, mm-hmm. I probably sound like a Jed, <laughs> especially with a stuffy nose. But if you knew me... Exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it it I it was it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. And everybody that was in the show hated the show. Oh, it was wow. god awful. And yeah, I don't think I'd go out my way to see a Beverly Hillbillies play. No, I it was just a bad script to begin with. And then you had a bunch of people who didn't want to do it. And yeah. it was kinda like, this is what we're doing, whether you like it or not. And one thing about high school and one thing about college that's really nice is when they try to include you in the choosing of the show i ended up i took in like a list of all these musicals that i wanted to do because my school hadn't done a musical and i don't know how long yeah and that's really what i like to do i like musicals the most and i took in this big long list and looking back on it i'm like what the fuck was I thinking? There were, the, <laughs> there were some of these huge shows that we would have never been able to pull off. Right. Um, we actually were going to do The Wizard of Oz uh, my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were probably 10 of us that were going to be able to do this show. Oh, wow. And we were like, we can't pull that off. You need a little bit more off. people to yeah, do The Wizard of Oz. I was so mad. Um, there were more people who wanted to do it, but they were like, eh, I'm scared or all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, just do the damn show. Oh, my yeah. God. Um, but we ended up doing Alice in Wonderland my uh, my junior year, and I got to assist and direct and choreograph that. Wow! Along with playing the Mad Hatter. So, nice. Now that's a good role. Yeah, play. obviously <laughs> that is a good yeah, role. Yeah, you're me. Mad Hatter all day. I clean that up like nobody's business. <laughs> um, so w- we did that, and then she was like, "You really did a good job." taking this she's like let's do we can do something bigger the next year so then we're going to do the wizard of oz that fell through and we decided to do your good man charlie brown which is really cute because um, here's the thing we we had different arrays of singing talents (laughs) uh of course and and some of the guys that we had a cast they really enjoyed the acting part but the singing wasn't a strong suit so we ended up cutting some of the songs yeah so what is normally a two-hour musical was only an hour-long musical oh nice and so to, i mean it yeah. makes sense yeah which you're not supposed to do that no sorry if you're listening <laughs> don't sue my school uh, but you're, you're not supposed to do that but it kind of came school? To, yeah <laughs> you said this was only you did on your own <clears throat> yeah sure <laughs> um but like you're not supposed to change stuff like that and right. it's like we were just kind of like let's just do something smaller. Because then you're and, interpreting like yeah. copyrighted material. And yeah. Stuff Which way. what's nice about that show is it's done. It's literally done like a comic strip. There's not much of a through line of what's going on. It's just the normal like the comic strip is like. It's eh. not like that other Charlie Brown show you were telling me about. Oh um, yeah, with the yeah. adult character. Dog sees God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dog sees God. Yeah. So it was fun to literally do my senior year. I did. I played Snoopy and directed and choreographed. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, when I was a freshman in college, I got to play like the Schroeder character right. in Doxy's God. So I was like, that's really fun. Yeah, actually, and, after you told me about that, I did, I did, uh, I haven't 
seen it, obviously. Yeah. But I did mention on the five. Now that's a one act. Right. That is so good. Yeah. Because, and it also clips along. It's really relevant. And, you know, it's about bullying and kids in high school partying and doing drugs and drinking and suicide. And, you know, it's... Yeah, it flips the whole Charlie Brown narrative on its head. Yeah, it just blows it up. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, But, yeah, and then all through college, which I went to Fairmont State, so there wasn't... You're, like, you're a theater major, and you don't really get an emphasis in anything particular but what happens is towards your senior year you start to do more of what you want to do so Mm -hmm. like my senior year um like i i ended up writing a one-man show my senior year and that was my senior project so i performed this one-man show and i what was it called um called I am what I am (laughs) i am what i am and what i did is i i interviewed um different gay men from different ages Mm -hmm. and took their story and went through and talked about the different ages and things like that. You're good. (laughs) You're fine. We're live. These things happen. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Um, But I... um, So I interviewed all these people. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah, it happens. It happens. (laughs) What else? Uh, We I get ready to do a broadcast, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, We went and I interviewed gay men from different ages, like I said, and I I took their interviews and tried to find like things between them, and um, right. I ended up doing like I I played. I started the show out and I was like a kid uh, who just discovers that maybe he doesn't like girls. Maybe he likes boys. And mm-hmm. then I did like high school and I I ended up playing two friends talking to each other. And one came out to their family and they had a wonderful experience. And it was kind of a funny little skit that I did telling about uh, this guy coming out to his family. And then on the other side, I had this guy who didn't turn out well. And he's like, I need to move from my family because they They don't don't accept me anymore. And I just worked my way through different age groups and I did one where... Is there a video copy of this? There... I did it three different times and changed some of them, so there are actually three different <laughs> videos. Wow. I would love um, to watch that, honestly. Because I did it for my senior project. I don't know how I pulled it off. Like Literally, I rehearsed like the night before, and I did it. It was just perfect. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> A plus. Right. A for last-minute effort. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I did songs. I picked songs from different shows or different things that I felt fit the Narrative. theme. Mm-hmm. and. Um, so, like, there was this one song that I've always wanted to do from Adam's Family, the musical, and it's called Pulled, and it's talking about being pulled in a new direction, like, because Wednesday sings it, and she's like, like, oh, I want to do is shoot people, and I hate life, but there's this boy, and I love him, and he's oh, taking me, so okay. the first person was like, I kind of like boys, I'm being pulled in a new direction, like, mm-hmm. and um, so I kind of framed that one around that song. Okay. I played, like, uh, I did a, there was only one person that I didn't put a song with, and that's because I played, like, some guy at a bar, 
that you wouldn't necessarily think was. Right. And he's like, but I am. And, and this is, I like, I can like sports and I can like this and I can also like this and I can be like this. And, yeah. and at the end I'm like, don't expect me to sing fucking fairy songs. <laughs> like, don't expect. I, I've that met. From me. I've met some guys like that. I, exactly. Because so, I wanted to do like a range of it, but I did it for my senior project, and um, there's a. Th- I can't even remember what it's what the thing is called. There's something that thesis. Not thesis. Well, no, no, I did, I did, I did it pretty much for my thesis capstone project. Yeah, capstone. Was, um, I was trying but to then uh, there's something that goes on at Fairmont State over the summer. It's like a week or two long, and they get kids from all over the state of West Virginia to come, and they do different art projects. Different. I can't, I can't remember what this is called. What's up, everybody? What up, though, from my Detroit people? My name is Kellen Conley, host of the world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. And also, I am the founder of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Now, you may know some of our great shows like mine, Hyphen Nation, or I Black Man Podcast, or Catch the Show, or it's like a podcast or whatever, or Browns in Our Blood if you're a Browns fan, or just an NFL fan in general, or Lemon on the Edge, or even Victory Jump Off Radio. But I'm here with a special announcement. Hyphen Podcast Group now has a Patreon page. Now, I didn't want to do this because, honestly, we're working on getting our numbers up. But what happens around the middle of the month is our web hosting, which is graciously provided to us by Eric Jordan of Browns in Our Blood. Uh, We forget to pay it because we have other bills, and then the site goes down. What happens is normally Catch the Show comes out on Saturday, and by the middle of the month on a Saturday, well, the site's down. And then I got a show I got to promote, and I can't do that. I mean, I can on Instagram, but I don't feel right not having everything on the site because the the links on Instagram say link in the bio. So what's the point of going to link in the bio if you can't bring up the site? So start a Patreon page. Not asking for much. Just looking to get roughly about $15 a month right now. That would be enough for us to pay for the hosting each month. It's located at patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. Check us out. There's tiers and rewards. You can even be on a show if you're crazy enough to pay us a bunch of money. But even if you just throw a dollar in, which is the minimum tier, that means that you get your name mentioned on a pod at any given time. There's going to be a list of Patreons, and we will say your name, if you want us to, on a pod. And that's kind of cool. So... If you want to support us and keep the site running on a timely basis, which is what we're trying to do, please check out the Patreon, man. And again, that is patreon.com slash hyphen podcast group. And continue to check out our shows. Let your friends know about our shows. We're on all podcast listening platforms. And yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, y'all. It will hit It'll me. It'll come to you. It will hit me. Probably when we're talking about Hamilton. You're like, but, yeah. Yeah, like oh, oh, this. Gotcha. Uh, but the, uh, the, one of my professors runs that, and he asked me to perform it there. So I went from doing it into in, in a room in front of 30 people to doing it in front of like 400 kids and in high school, who some of them were going through it. Some of them, yeah. uh, you know, don't don't agree with it. Uh, I actually had two girls walk out, and I said, That's when you know you're as you're leaving, point. you're missing the point of what I'm up here doing. Yeah. You can go now. I stopped in the middle of it. I was just like, you're, this is the reason I'm up here. You can go. 
I don't care. And that's why you're able to direct and in high school right there. I, I know. I, oh, my God. His serious face. I, I wish y'all could see it. But when he makes that serious face, it's it's like... What's funny is... It's not to be fucked with. I've been told because... Okay, so we made it past high school. We did college. And uh, towards my senior year, I started... Uh, there's the Academy for the Arts at Fairmont State, which is mm-hmm. we... Uh, they offer voice lessons to kids. They do art lessons, music lessons. Um, and they started a little facet of we we were doing uh, small one-act musicals um, like Alice in Wonderland. That was our first one that we really did. And um, we built on from there. And that was something that I was friends with the person who runs the Academy. And she asked me and another girl to direct and choreograph. And it's built, it has built into this huge thing now. Now they do two different shows every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one's for really little kids and someone directs that and someone directs like the older kids. And that started while I was there. And I always had the older kids because I just don't know how to handle the little, I love the little kids, but right. I don't know how to handle them. Yeah. But the older kids, I'm just like, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my time. <laughs> right. And, um, but they're, they're fun and you can joke with them in a different way. You know, you get some high school kids in there. They're fun to, they're fun to play around with. And, right. um, but we, you know, we, we started doing that. That was really, that was really fun to get into too, yeah. is being with these kids. But they were always like, well, I had one girl that told all these other girls that were coming to audition. They were like, he's really scary in auditions. He doesn't. He, he he like looks at you and then he like looks away, and and he he like doesn't smile until the end. And I'm like, I realize that I do do that. It's because I'm listening so much. Yeah. I'm like, who could they play? Right. Okay, I could put them in the this role. I, yeah, all the gears are turning, and and I get that even when I go to see shows. Somebody looked over at me at one show and they were like, did you like it? I was like, I loved it. They were like, you look like you were just pissed off the whole time. I was like, no, I was so focused. I was so focused on what was going on. Yeah, I think and, that's how it was during Storm in Heaven, too. Because I know yeah. I was sitting there and I was just like, kind of, yeah. I know my face was screwed up a couple or, of times, but I was just like, I was just listening and trying to yeah. and see what was working and things. And yeah. if the, especially a show at that level. Yeah, in the workshops. Stage. Yeah, works, workshops, you know, you're really trying to figure out what's going on, what's going to work, what's not going to work. And if a, if a story is uh, like, all these different things are happening in the story, that's when I focus in. I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? That's when people go, did you like that at all? Yeah. And so I'm either laughing the whole time I'm directing because I'm or like something's going on. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or I'm really quiet and no one. And just because like good things are happening on stage, I can be really quiet. And people right. are like, he's really quiet. You're just taking it in. That must have been really bad. I'm like, no, no, no. It's great. Let's take it to another level. Let's fix it this way. Yes. So and I directed. I mean, I've directed the college kids. I choreographed a lot while I was in school, and I don't even consider myself a dancer, but that's what I did. <laughs> I like choreography. I don't know the dance, like, words. Yeah. You know, I can't tell people, do do a... You're no Debbie Allen. <laughs> yeah. Do, do a five-quarter turn into the plie, into the... Right. I'm just like, do this on this word and stomp on this word. So, so let me tell you my two theater experiences I've had in my life. I like it. So... In sixth grade, my uh, teacher, her name was Mrs. O'Malley. Mm. Crazy, wavy. She kind of reminds me of 
um, of Frankie from Grace and Frankie. Okay. Yeah, a little like Lily Tomlin's character. She was that uh, person. That, that's the kind of teacher I had. I like it. And she, <laughs> I mean, she's supposed to be just our general teacher, sixth grade teacher for the year, all kinds of subjects. And she's like, we're going to do plays. And da 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 da. I love how you kind of sound like Miss Frizzle. <laughs> she was, and Lily yes. Tomlin is Miss Frizzle. Yes, yes, exactly. I um, like it. Yeah, and then she's like, "We're going, we're going to be doing plays, and and we're going to read scripts, and we're going to pick roles, and then we're going to perform them for your parents, and all this stuff." And the very, it was, I'm pretty sure it was the, if it wasn't the first one, it was definitely the second one that they did. I read for a role, and I I killed it. Like I killed it. Like whole classroom was cracking up. Mrs. O'Malley was like, "You got the part. You're outstanding. Um, I, I want you to do this play, and we're going to practice like." Like maybe like once after school a week or something like that yeah. leading up to the to that and we'll do in um do stuff in class when there's time for it. So I go home and I tell my mom like I'm like mom I got I I got picked to be in this play, and she's like well you can't do that, and I was like why not? She's like well because like you you there's no way for us to get you over there and get you back to because my dad was a basketball referee high school basketball referee so he was always out in the evenings in the evenings yeah and he he worked 20 minutes away in winchester yeah so his he would get home pretty consistently around time but it was just like like there was no guarantee that he would be able to um pick me up from school or anything like that or take me back over there yeah and then my mom she it was around the time that she had opened up a um a small business essentially it was, yeah. it was literally a nursing home it was like the oh, next wow. house down the road on, on our driveway she opened up a small um nursing home and she had like four or five different people in there and she had uh, people in there working and stuff but i mean she was always running down there for different things and yeah. sometimes her shift and things like that she's like i can't guarantee that you'll be able to go over there that and sucks. be there so i had to go that in there sucks. i was like i can't take the part and so I didn't get to do the part. And then the rest, any other plays that came up that year, I didn't even try to do yeah. because uh, I knew. But we did end up doing the play for, like, during the school day. Uh-huh. We went down to, like, the local church and did it for, like, um, I can't remember the group now, but it was just, like, kind of like a, um, not senior citizens, that's what the word I'm looking at, like a senior center kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And it was, we went down there and performed it, and I got to do the role, and I, I killed I killed those uh, those oh, little old men. You killed little, the old people. I didn't kill them, kill them. But, <laughs> but that was the one time I got to do that. And then my other experience was <coughs> I was in Jesus Christ Superstar. I was an apostle in my first year of college. And I just sang. I didn't, I mean, but um, my, my mom. What's the buzz 50 times? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? To the very my memories, damn. Um, <laughs> maybe you want to go see John Legend do it again. Um, yeah, but, uh, we, I was an apostle and we did like when we opened, we were doing a couple shows. Um, I think it was like a two week run and we did like two shows on Sunday or something like that. Uh-huh. And then like the high schools would come up and see us um, one day and they all watched us there. My mom came up for opening night. And my dad did too, because my mom always supported like anything yeah. musical I was doing. Like she couldn't, there was just nothing she could have honestly done with the play thing. It wasn't that but, she was being a bitch. My mom was the <laughs> same know? way. And there were things. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fairmont State started doing shows out Prickett's Four at mm-hmm. the amphitheater. Yeah. And one year, uh, they did The Sound of Music, and I wanted to be Friedrich so bad. <laughs> As the age for it, I could have done it. Um, later, I had the director go. I really wanted you to show up. 
Right. But I didn't audition for it because I didn't want to have to make my mom drive all the way out there. Yeah. She ran when I was a kid. She ran around with me everywhere. She's a they theater is the reason I got my car. When it, my first car is because they were like, we you can drive. We trust you. We would rather you drive to school, have rehearsal, and drive home than us getting home from work, mm-hmm. coming back out. Going home, trying to fix food, this, this, this. So I understand that struggle. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, she always supported uh, even my terrible offbeat rapping back in the day. She's <laughs> like, yeah, that's simply great. Simply loved it. Um, and then she was, she came up and she watched it and she like, she was crying and everything. And I was like, mom, I, I, I didn't do anything. She was like, you were just so good up there. Like you were the most expressive apostle and you were making facial expressions and all these different things. What was going on? You were just really invested and I was so proud of you. <laughs> My mom cries at everything. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, everything I do, she was like, I, I sent her videos of me singing. Like I sang somewhere and she wasn't able to go. Mm-hmm. I just did one song. I, I, like played it for her later. She's sitting on a couch. I'm like, what's wrong with you? She's like, I'm watching you sing. Oh man. And, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. During my senior project that I did, mm-hmm. there's a part, this, the song that I put with the kid that came out and his parents wouldn't accept him. It's a song called blessing. Okay. Um, it's by Scott Allen. He's such a good musical theater writer. And I came across the song. I was like, oh, I have to sing this. And it's about, you may not agree with me, but someday I hope you give me your blessing. Oh, wow. And I shit you not, my mom sat in the chair that I always looked at for that song, just say, which my mom's always accepted me, but I I had to sing that whole thing to my mom. Like, I hope you know, I'm going to cry thinking about it. Right. I like, she she was losing her shit. I'm trying to get through the song. I look around, everybody else is like, oh. Like it was, it was, it, it was so fun to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I started a song you. singing to one person and then there's a part where I changed it to singing to the actual parents. So I turned and as I was turning, I saw her and went, fuck, she got to be right there. She, she's got to be at my angle. She's right nylon. And even the people in front of her were like, turn around, like, oh shit. <laughs> like, right. This is bad. This is good, bad, good, bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my mom's the same way. And that's what's nice is having family that supports that, mm-hmm. especially on things that takes a lot to, for theater, it takes a lot to make money in theater. Yeah. As any kind of artist, singing artist, theater artist, anything like that, it mm-hmm. takes so much to make a career out of it. And I feel like a lot either parents are mean and they're like you're not going to make a career slap or they're like it's going to be really hard and you're not going to it's going to be hard to make a career but if it's what you want to do go do it yeah and that's how my family always was yeah my my parents were always supportive my dad was always kind of like like Maybe you should go on a computer, yeah, you yeah. know? Like, he was never... And it's funny, I just watched Claudio with Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched that car, that movie. I didn't. I've wanted to. Yeah, I actually watched it last night with Aaliyah, and one of the problems is the, the guy's an inventor, the main character, yeah. and his dad just wants him to go into the sardine business with him. <laughs> and he can't express himself without using fish metaphors. <laughs> and, he, like, oh, the whole oh, movie, he's trying to tell him that he's proud of what he's done, and he even tries to tell him at one point, he's like, this, maybe this isn't going to work out for you and everything. He's like, you never support to me dad but it's not his dad didn't support him it's just like he didn't know what to say he literally couldn't get it out yeah and stuff so 
So yeah, and and even the last time I saw my dad, like uh, I was fixing someone's computer. It's like I always said you should go on computers. No, <laughs> I was I, like, I didn't want to go to computers. I knew dad. No. I know. <laughs> so, how did you end up in New York? Like you left here to go to New York first. And before you say that, when you first got the job at where we work at, um, a mutual friend of ours said. Tyler's only gonna be working here until he gets his big break and he can go be an actor somewhere. <laughs> and he didn't know you that well. He knew he knew you, but and I was like, oh, okay. Was it Joey? It was Joey. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent Joey. Uh, yeah, Joey saw me a couple things. I bet he did. Uh, I'm surprised he was sober cool. enough to remember him. <laughs> but uh, no. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I moved to New York. Um, after I gra- it was right after I graduated college. I had a friend that I've been doing shows. He's older than me. He mm-hmm. was he was in I th- I think maybe like a freshman or something in college when I started doing shows when I was eight at Fairmont State. So I did a lot with him. I was a kid while he was in college. You know, I yeah. knew him really well. We did a lot of shows together, um, and he became a friend and. He went to um, Scotland to grad school. Oh, wow. And did like Shakespeare over there. Yeah. And got a master's in Shakespeare. And when you can get a master's in Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, shit. There's a, you'd be amazed. You can get master's in freaking puppetry. Like, (laughs) which I love puppetry, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't, WVU offers it. I don't know if it's a master's or just a BA here, but like, crazy. You can get your master's in. Shit, I might have There's a clowning school. You can get master's Uh, in clowning. I've heard of clowning, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Like you can get a master's in anything, but Shakespeare, especially over there, Shakespeare is God. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he went over there and got a master's. And when he came back, while he was searching for what he wanted to do, he worked for a year. He did. Uh, he taught a communications class for Fairmont State. Okay. And I was in his class. So it was kind of, I was like, you know, I was like, this is really cool. Like, I know him, you know, yeah. we were we were friends and we talked outside class and everything. Well, he moved to New York and he messaged me right after I graduated and said, I know you just graduated. He was going on tour with the show and said, I'm going to be gone for five months. Do you want to sublet my apartment? Oh, shit. Yes. <clears throat> so I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I went up there and I... Got a job working at Bubba Gump's. Bubba Gump Shrimp. Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Gotcha. <laughs> shrimp. Um, it, I worked there, and while I was up there, I saw like every show I could freaking see. Every night that I had off, I was like, I was like going to show, going to show. Um, and what's good is you find different ticket outlets, and you're paying like ten bucks to see this show that everybody else is paying like hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I lived up there for a little bit, and he was supposed to be coming back, and it wasn't what I wanted at the time. I didn't audition for anything up there. I felt like I was talking. I was actually talking about this to somebody this morning. Mm-hmm. I was. It it has hit me since that part of that was fear of rejection. And part of moving back was I've always wanted to open my own theater company. And part of me said, you're not going to be able to do that in this city. Why stay here? So I was like, I wanted to get out, go to like a smaller city, open a theater company and have a family. Yeah. So that that hit me while I was there. But since I've been back, I've also gone. I wish I would have stayed a little longer. Yeah. 
I wish I would have stayed at least a year, if not more, and actually tried to do some things. Maybe tried to get out and do some shows here, do some shows there. Um, so you you took you took in more shows than you than you didn't even. I didn't try audition to, for anything. Yeah, you didn't yeah, audition, I didn't for, audition anything. for a okay. thing. Which is um, nuts to me. It, well, I mean, I went up there and. Honestly, I was busy, and I didn't even know where to start. There were yeah. other people who either grow grow up there, and they know the ins and outs of what you need to do, mm-hmm. or they are people who have come from a place that is prepping you for New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one good thing about Fairmont State is they try to get you to understand that there is more than Broadway, which has never been a goal of mine. Just because I moved to New York doesn't... All the auditions happen there. Yeah. It's not just Broadway that's happening there. Auditions for touring shows, auditions for shows out in Montana, shows in Kansas, shows in Florida, they all audition there because everybody... Sense. And then yeah. you travel to do the show. Um and so Broadway was never uh, necessarily a goal of mine. Yeah. Would I have loved it? Of course. <laughs> but that was never uh, I, that was never my straight shot. So I think while I was there, I was just kind of like, I don't know what I fully want. I know I want this theater. I want a family. I don't. And that's not going to happen here. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and go. Okay. And get my shit together at my house. Um, came back, had a nervous breakdown. Mm. Um Glad that happened at my mom's house and not in New York. At an apartment in New York. Yeah, no shit. Um, <clears throat> I did have friends up there. A lot of people that I went to school with actually had moved up there before I did. So I didn't live with them, but like we all worked together. Yeah. <laughs> so it was nice to have some friends there. Right. And actually, one of my friends that was there, she was going through the same thing I was. She's like, I'm not doing anything while I'm here. I've loved my time. She lived up there for two or three years. Okay. She's like, I'm, this isn't what I want. It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. What up? It's your boy Miles. I'm a Dave Prower, our Black Man Podcast. Here to tell you. First off, if you're here, you ought to be listening to some quality shit. But you already know that because you ain't no noob. Kev, what you on right now, man? What's this, what's this like the 15th installment of your pie series? He's been at this for a minute. It's at the point now to got the competition. It's like the McDonald's with the uh, with the numbers up on the board. Cows are gonna start coming in. Like just just turn me into a happy meal. It's inevitable. I can see from the profile number. You see what I'm at? I'm over here with the Hyphy Podcast Group. You know what I'm saying? Over here like Kevin Durant getting rings. But anyway, just know if you're listening to Hyphy Podcast Nation, first and foremost, you're listening to quality. You're listening to realness. And you listen to a podcast that I'm not going to lie, I sat and listened to and tried to hate and I couldn't. That's just being real. This is a man who you can wake me up of a drunken stupor and I can give you five things I hate about any member of my family. <laughs> but I can't find one thing I hate about this podcast. It's good and it's quality. And it's coming from me, Miles Amadez Proud. Crotch grabbingly great, Miles Amadez Proud. Check it out. This is quality stuff. This man shits excellence and pisses perfection. You can take it from me. Maps. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. Take it away, kids. She's like, I want to do theater, but not, not here. She's like, I'm so thankful for my time here. And I'm so thankful for my time there. And the same thing about Boston. We weren't up there that long. 
I, I didn't have time to audition for anything in Boston, but there's theater there too. Yeah, obviously. Um, so that's something that I, you know, I don't regret that at all because that was a whole bunch of different circumstances. New York, I'm like, mm, I wish I would have stayed a little longer. No, I completely get it. Um, my sister-in-law lived there for three or four years, mm-hmm. and now she lives in D.C. and works works at the Capitol and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's, like, fancy like that. Um, <laughs> I went to the Capitol. She was all, like, <laughs> Angel went up there and spent some time in New York, and um, my brother-in-law, Christian, went up there and spent some time in New York. And I'm the only one that never got to really of go course. to New York because I got I got to take her up there and we had to come right back the next day. But I, I still have never been in New York like that. So and I, I mean, it's kind of one of my things. I was like, I want to go to New York and I used and to go take it in once know? or twice a year for at least like a long weekend. Mm-hmm. Like it, even before I moved up there, like I had started to go up. And, like, once school was over, like, for the summer, like, there was a good four days, like, I would travel, see a couple shows come home. Right. Like, I would make sure that that happened. My friend, like, one of my best friends, actually, the guy who dropped off my birthday present yesterday, he, I think I was in my first year of college, but he drove up to New York on a freaking whim, like, one weekend, and just went. I'm like, what are you going to New York for? Like, Shits like, and giggles. Yeah, pretty well. He's like, and he had to come back. He had to work, like, a yeah. day later or so, but he just went up there and came right back. I'm like, that's nuts. But, I mean, I don't I'm know. Afraid he did that. They put an air mattress in the back of the car. Mm-hmm. They swapped out driving. They parked in a parking garage in Times Square. They went to see a show, went back, slept in the car. In the parking garage, mm-hmm. and then went to see another show, and then got back in the car and went home. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. I like it. Him and two of his friends did that. <laughs> All right. So. Are you ready for this? This is how I'm going to segue to Hamilton. Okay. You I was ready getting ready to segue myself. Go I ahead. know. It's like, we've talked a lot about me. Um, I don't hate it, but uh, while I was living in New York, it was about a week before I left, mm-hmm. someone came to me and was like, are you going to go try to get tickles, tickets to Hamilton? I said, what the fuck's that? And they were like, Hamilton, it's a new show off Broadway. Right. Everybody's going crazy about it. Yeah. Everybody's going crazy about it. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't even have time to try. And they were like, it's blowing up. Right. They were like, it's already Because it was blurring. at the public before when Richard Rodgers. Yeah. Richard Rodgers. No, yeah. Right. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Making sure I know my shit. It, I mean, it had a different logo and everything. Oh, yeah. I remember scrolling. I have this app to get tickets in New York, and I was scrolling through. It, had, it literally looked like the dollar bill, like, which yeah, is really, I, thought, I thought that one was really cool. Yeah. Um, not as epic as the one they have now, but I was like, that's cool. Um, but yeah, it didn't even register to me, and everybody was like, all of a, I felt like literally it was a week before I left. Everybody's like, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. I'm like, don't give a fuck. I want to go home. And so I still don't know that many people have seen it. Yeah. Only you, you, and, you and Nikki are the only people it. I know. No, I know three. You and Nikki and then a teacher friend of ours, uh, her and her family got to see it. She actually won tickets to go see it. Well, that's the thing. She's seen it twice now. When sure. James and I went up for, we went up to New York, we put we did the little lottery thing on the phone. Every time I've gone up, I've done that mm-hmm. with the huge exception. Like, I know that I'm not going to get, <laughs> it's right. not going to happen. So we might as well go get tickets to something else. But what's nice about that is those are $10 seats. Right. And I'm going to tell all the listeners right now, I did not pay $400 to go s- sit, watch the show. I can't bring myself to do that. I don't have the money to do that. No. Um, I got Christmas money, 
and I paid $150. $150 to go see it. It's not bad at all. Um, so, yeah. You, when everybody, every, literally everybody I've talked to, they're like, I paid $450. I'm like, please tell me that was for all four people that went. Right. One ticket. I'm like, no, I can't do it. I would do it. If I had it, I would do it. Well, in I, here's the thing. I feel like if I had it, number one, if I had it and I went up to New York, I would be like, I'm going to see everything. And yeah. uh, but what's what's funny is, I mean, people when when we went to New York, people were talking about it. And uh, when James and I went to New York, it was now it had already become the thing that it is. Yes. Um because whenever I moved, like I said, it was off Broadway. Since I had been gone, it had moved to Broadway, blown up. And James and I went up, and it. everybody that we talked to at the different shows that we went, they were like, we saw Hamilton, and we asked everybody, and not a single person said under $150. I'm sorry, $450. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. That's nuts, man. When collectively, we paid under $200. Well, collectively, we paid under $400 for the three shows that we saw right. <laughs> while we were there with Bette Midler and Glenn Close. And yes, <laughs> we some paid, major star power. Yeah. Some great choices. So, yeah, uh, yeah everybody's talking about how much they spend for it. and But everybody also says that it was well worth every bit of it. Yeah. So. I believe it. So... You, where was the show at? The Benenham Center? The Benenham Center. In Pittsburgh? Because yeah. so, no other theater up there is big enough to handle it. <laughs> walk me through it, Tyler. Now that we've I've staved you off for two days from talking about it too much. <laughs> well, what's funny is we walked in and you can feel the energy. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes I walk into the Benenham Center and there's a small buzz. And then there are other times where it's like, holy shit, we're going to see a show. Yeah. And that was one of those nights. We walked in and it was just like, every, you tell the excitement that everybody had that yeah. it was getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times whenever they like bring the lights down, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this performance of whatever. Um, people are still talking. They're like, I don't give a shit. No. I know. Don't open my candy. Whatever. Yeah. Um, some girl had a freaking box of Skittles going into her mouth during the show. And I thought James was going to blow up. I was like, oh my God, why would you do that? But literally the person came on and they have King George doing the opening speech. He's like, hello. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to this performance of Hamilton. And... Um, so he does this introduction. Everybody got quiet. It was like, it is starting. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And, and what I like about the show is there's no, uh, there's no overture. There's no nothing. It's also because so, some shows I've heard start out like that, like on the recording. Mm-hmm. It just get done. But there uh, one show I'm thinking of is Legally Blonde starts out. And it's just like, boom, boom. Da, 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 and it kind of goes into the first song. Yeah. There is an overture to Legally Blonde. So this whole time I'm like, is there an overture to Hamilton? No. Lights mm-hmm. went out. Da, 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 da. We're, we're During that, Burr's just walking out. It's like, bam. How does the bastard orphan, son of a whore. Yeah. During the whole first song, like, everybody's just quiet, like, tense, listening. And then, uh, what's your name, man? Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
not here's the thing it's it was not nearly as big as set like some of the like original like, like some, original yeah when Manuel was, was up there yeah it's, yeah, the it's not nearly as not nearly as big as that right but still it was he, really it's still fun. his show exactly <laughs> he walked out it was just like when you watch a movie and they finally say the title mm-hmm. you're like oh they said it <laughs> it was like finally he said it and it was like oh oh and. The staging of the opening is so fast, and it's like, in no time, it's done. Yeah. I don't know how long the song runs on the... It, it runs about four minutes, honestly. It felt like a minute. This, when I first listened through to it, it was really short. Yeah. Me. I mean, it was really long to me, but now, anytime I listen all the way through, I feel like I'm already at my shot. Like, no yeah. time has passed. Uh, well, that's the thing, is the shit... I mean, all of a sudden, we're my shot started, and I'm mm-hmm. like, we are in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> we are going. Yeah, because um, Aaron Burser is only, only like a 90 seconds, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's real short. It's... Uh, the end of the song, it just it erupted. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody just went nuts, and it. Uh, I mean, it, it the the build up to it is really good through the whole song. It's building, 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 and all of a sudden it it's like, uh, we we fought for him. Me, I die. that all is so quick, and they have all the lights popping up on yeah. everybody. It's me. Like, oh. I'm the damn fool that shot him, shot him, shot him. And it's like, uh, everything, everybody's moving, 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 and then, bam. Right. And everybody went crazy. Um, the guy who's, who's playing Hamilton on the tour now, he, some other guy was playing him on tour, and he, and he was his understudy. Okay. So now he's doing it, like, officially. Okay. Um, so the other guy's gone. Um, it's his shot. And, yeah. <laughs> He did not throw it away. <laughs> and the the buildup really happens to my shot again. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, some things are going on, and now we're my shot. And my shot is another one that just, through the whole thing, everybody's like, you can just tell people are doing this, bobbing their heads, and, like, moving with the music and stuff. That's one thing through the whole show. I was every once in a while. I like to look around as a director too. I like to look around at the audience's reactions, mm-hmm. and plus being back where we were, there were people in front of us, and I could look down, and there was always somebody bobbing their head, oh, like yeah. jamming to the music because this music is jammable. There's no and, way you can. It's hard for you not to do that. Yeah. I know, and there. Uh, like I love my shot, I love the opening number, but there are there are always the ones that you like that are like your songs. Mm-hmm. And when I, when those songs happen, you just get so excited. And it's something that that's where this show has gone to is people get so excited for these numbers. I can't imagine someone who can. I would have been worn out if I would have been like. 100% in love with every one of these songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people who are just like, I'm obsessed. That would, that would be me right uh, now. Yeah. Which I love all the songs. They're all perfect. But there are some of them that just are like, I could just repeat that one song yeah. over and over and over again and be a happy little duck. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean, I would have been worn out. Yeah. Worn I, I completely out. understand. Um, so, Shiloh Sisters, was that that, that well, first moment oh, that you are like, oh, that you are like, oh, God. Here we go. I did. And like the music started and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, here they come. Ooh. In all the in all their goodness. That's helpful. Um 
<laughs> well, uh, Helpless, like, I literally shifted in my seat because mm-hmm. I just love that song. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm in nine to talk about Helpless and Satisfy. Yeah. Because the staging. Because that's what that, we always listen to when we close together. Oh, yeah. Gotta hit Satisfied and Helpless. Yeah. They, what's fun, th- the staging of it is amazing because when they rewind, all the dance to Helpless lines up with what happens in Satisfied. Right. So it's like they staged one number for two, to hit two birds with one stone kind of thing because it was just so fun to watch it. And I tried to watch it when Helpless was going on because I'm like, surely they just redo all this stuff. And for of course, it's not to the beat of the original song. Yeah. So there are some liberties taken. But honestly, like it was just... It was kind of seamless how they just went back and like redid the whole song and did it through Angelica's point of view. Yeah, um, yeah. Satisfied's really grown on me in the past couple weeks. I was I was big on my shot and yeah and uh, uh, room where it happens, of course. Like when the yeah. first couple listens, but then oh, room where it happens oh, was so good. Oh, I bet it was. Oh, it's so good. But satisfied is an amazing song. Like I, I've grown, I've gained more respect for Helpless because of you. Yeah, satisfied. Like I'm a big Angelica guy. <laughs> when when I get a song in my head, you can ask anybody who's been really close to me. I drill it until everybody's sick of it. Right. Uh, when Timber came out by Kesha, I'm not a big fan of hers, but I love Timber. Oh, all uh, my friends were like, I never honestly Timber. I, I actually have a version of Timber on my computer that has no pitbull on it, and it's just her singing. Cause all the better. She killed it. I like I, for the moment I heard that hook, I was like, "Oh, that's that's a winner right there. That's that's money. That's that might be funny. one of the best hooks she's ever sang in her life." I'm just like, I don't even care about the rest. Of, I was any other song in the world. I love Timber, mm-hmm. and all my friends hate it now. They hate it. They're yeah. like, when it comes on, I'm like, "Fuck Tyler," <laughs> and play something else. Right. Um, but I like Helpless is that song for me. I was like, I'm gonna ruin it's it. It's a beautiful a song. It's it's just fun, and honestly, it's one of the more. I think one thing that makes me like it so much is it's more musical theater. It's one of the more. It still has what I like about it is is it has that like, for lack of a better term, like a cadence mm-hmm. that maybe a rap song has. That right. I have never been the type to gr- like that hit mm-hmm. and that flow. Yeah, yeah, and but it still has. Even though that's kind of harsh and hitting, that the, like the beat, mm-hmm. there's still a flow underneath of it yeah. that is more of a musical theater song. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, really the first time, like in the whole, sh- uh, like into that point in the show where it kind of opens up like that. It is, and what's fun is it's a different character coming onto the stage yeah. too, and it's not. You know, here's the thing: all the other characters that get introduced, they get introduced in a group. I feel like that's one of the first solo moments that is not. Hamilton himself because yeah. my shot comes out and it's mostly him. Because Burr hadn't even really had his song. No, yet. no, he hasn't had anything. Right. I, I mean, he's done all of his narrating. Well, that, that's not scenes. true. There's one to... person who has a song all by himself before who? that. Who? You'll be back. That's before that. Soon you'll. Yeah. I you'll... thought that was after that. No, it, it. You'll be back is before. Um, it's before Helpless and Satisfied. Oh, yeah. Because Charlotte's sister's former refuted is like, he not the right. Yeah, he comes and then, in. Okay. Yeah, and then you'll be back. And You're right. Yeah, I so he's to... the first. Yes. and But what's funny about him 
is... And that's King George we're talking about. Yeah, King George is such a different part. Uh, he comes on and you're like, I'm so happy he's here. Yeah. But he came out. He had more swagger than anybody else in the whole show. I'm not even kidding. He has to. He does. Exactly. He's a king. It's it's the character. But silence. A message from the king. Yeah. That happened. And there was another shift in the audience. Like everybody got really excited. Mm -hmm. Partially. And I, I, did I read it for sure that he was from Pittsburgh? I thought you told me a couple times that you were pretty sure. I wish I had brought the damn thing with me. The um, It doesn't say in the program. Um, but I'm pretty sure King George, seeing it in Pittsburgh, I think he's from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and he came out, everybody clapped for him. Like, it was just, it was a grand entrance for Grand King. Right. And he just kind of made his way up, like, I'm going to take my time. <laughs> and um, he just comes center and just sings and kills it right um he makes his way up closer what's fun i think for his character is he comes out with the big cape on for the first song yeah and then the other two he loses the cape i'm thomas dj top professional i'm scott mcgregor talented amateur and we'd like to invite you to join us for our journey through every adventure of the avengers no not that avengers you won't find any tights magic hammers or fancy shields here We'll find some supervillains and some hot women in tight leather, so there is that. And champagne. Oh, yeah, lots of champagne. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler, that other Avengers podcast, covering the seminal spy series that lasted from 1961 to 1969 on an episode-by-episode basis. Join us as we explore the television series that helps shape pop culture and made an icon out of Diana Rigg, Honor Blackman, and Patrick Dean. With Umbrella, Charm, and Bowler. That other Avengers podcast coming straight towards you every month only on the two true freaks podcast network kind of like he's losing it in real life yeah you know which he was he's, he's not as stuffy and he's I, more, I haven't read up on my king uh, king george history but i mean he lost the colony so yeah what I mean, i'm really excited about is i have the hamilton book and i'm excited to yes, see i'm excited when you read it so uh, i can read it yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to get get into that and see how he went about doing some of this stuff. And I think just there's more at stake later in his two other songs mm-hmm. that that's one reason the cape goes off is because the first one he's cool, calm and collected and he doesn't, he can be himself. Yeah. And it's like, later, I mean, he's, he's like, like, I, I am nervous. Kill your friends and family. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's such a hard ass line. And this thing in that with that much, I mean, you have to have got a big ass shitty, shitty on his face. I mean, he's saying it's so sweet. Doug. I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. <laughs> and well, what's fun is that's, that's another one of those staging moments that there are certain things that you can see in your mind that, me as a director, I listen to songs and I can see a flow. Of, me as doing choreography that I've done, mm-hmm. like I can see the flow of how I think things should move on stage during this. Yeah. Or when things are fast, like I was talking about in the first song, the we fought for him, me, I died. Like all these quick, like, spotlights. come in, demand the attention, spotlight on them, you know, really quick shooting. And then the other things that flow really well. Um, that's one of those moments, like, you can hear that when people are singing or in music. However, for that song, um, 
I can't remember if it's that one or the next one. The next one, what does he sing? The next um, one is um, what comes next? What comes next? So after the first one, there's a little bit of music that happens. I think it was after the first one. Why can't I think of it? And uh, there are all these uh, army guys that come out for him, and they're doing like a red little coats. dance. Yeah. All the red coats, and there's a girl in a blue coat, and like they come up and like kill her. Oh, really? Like, literally right in front of King George. Oh, shit. And he's smiling, and they drag her off, and he turns around like, I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> It, and that's something that you don't get on the recording. Right. And um, the only other thing that's not really on the recording, and they talk, and uh, he's talked about it before, is uh, Lawrence. Yeah, his, Lawrence' his death. Because yeah. I was so confused. Because I knew Lawrence died in there, but it didn't seem to, like yeah. in the cast recording, nobody says, oh, John Lawrence died. But I finally found it where, yeah. and I, I saw that Lynn Manuel had said, in interviews that that was the one part he wanted to keep keep for the people who actually get to see the show where yeah. Eliza comes in and says there's a letter from South Carolina and John yeah. Lawrence is shot by some British officers that didn't know the war was over. That's, yeah. that's a wonderful moment too because she comes in she's like there's a letter and he's like oh it's from Lawrence. Right because it's right before I don't want to read it and she's like no it's from his father because mm-hmm. he's busy doing something and then he's, he's like oh shit like he's running out it's of from his father something happened right and what I think there there is a moment where they look at each other I forget what it said Eliza and Hamilton no 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 or Lawrence like, and Hamilton Lawrence is right next to Hamilton like Lawrence is in like a weird kind of like white spotlight Oh, the, like Ham- oh, when they're doing a scene. Yeah, because oh, wow. he says something or he says part of the letter or something or mm-hmm. talks while they're talking. And he has Eliza read the letter to him. And something is said, I can't remember what's said, but it's about continuing to fight for this. Yeah, oh, for, and for uh, freeing the slaves? Freedom of slaves yeah. and things like, like that. slavery or something? And yeah. Lawrence and... Hamilton look at each other mm-hmm. and it's like he's so deep in thought he can see him in his mind right. and it's just it was really cool to have him there and those are the only two things that I feel like are different from the cast recording. from the cast recording fun Hamilton rumor not a Hamilton fact Hamilton rumor um they, there are rumors going around that Hamilton and Lawrence were lovers possibly oh I didn't know that yeah no one's ever confirmed it like the the out the guy who wrote the book Alex no Ron Chair now uh-huh. he hits he's come out and said that he's like there's no evidence of that and I mean he wasn't like like I'm against it he was more yeah. like there's just no evidence of that and sodomy was illegal or yeah. back then and there's just absolutely nothing doesn't to prove it <laughs> right but I I've seen several things saying that that they yeah. that honestly Lawrence is probably the person he was closest to Hamilton yeah and his death kind of spurned him on into becoming the guy that he ended up being um before philip died um spoilers <laughs> and um yeah it was just that they they could have been lovers at some point why well, th- well even that aside you can tell that they're closer than the other ones are yeah during the show and i think it's really cool that he gets to play his son later yeah and he also dies <laughs> right right I, I picked that up like after i really got in started listening to yeah. it a lot because one of the things that jefferson says to 
uh, Hamilton later uh, when they're arguing about whether or not to uh, help France against the British. Yeah. Everything. He's like, did you forget Lafayette? And then, and then Hamilton's like, Lafayette will be fine. <laughs> and everything like that. And then yeah. we never heard about uh, Mulligan again after the first act. No. Because he, honestly, his character became James Madison yeah. in the second half. Which I love that. <clears throat> I love it. Um, I, th- I think what's going to be fun is later, uh, you know, 50 years when it finally does close, <laughs> uh, when other companies can do it. If, like, let's say a university does do it that has a lot of students, they can give those roles individually to two different people. Right. Or what's nice, you know, that's that's what's nice for that. But, you know, if you keep it the same person, there are many parallels that those characters yes. draw from each yeah, other. Yeah, that's anyway. one of the things I love about about those those three roles. I love doubling they, they, up like yeah, that. Yeah, and even, or even Peggy's role, too. Yeah, Peggy. Yeah. Give her some stuff to do in Act 2. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, yeah, it's a... major, major song. Yeah. I just, I, I like that, um... You know, I any time I feel like Wizard of Oz was the first movie to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not the first thing to do, like where you're in one thing, one person's there, and then they also play something else in right. the person's life. I know that's not the this case. One of your first but memories. It's, of it's it. very early. Yeah. Um, in like movies and stuff like that, and I don't think in plays. Uh, you know. I, I don't know. They, of course, doubled up in characters, but that's because of the size of, you know, I feel like in Shakespeare's time, a lot of people doubled as other characters because they had a small troupe. Yes. That went around and did the shows that could play all these different characters. Um, but that didn't necessarily mean a parallel between the other characters. Yeah, it didn't. But I love when no people continuity. do that, especially when you're in two different worlds like Oz. You know, it's fun to be able to you know, take those two different worlds. Um, but it, in this, it gives people more opportunity. And like we just said, like Lawrence and Philip having those parallels. Ha- yeah. I, yeah. Th- I think it's really cool that he did that for them. So now I can finally ask you, um, as we're kind of rolling through act one so far, uh, another solo song that comes up um, towards the end of act one would be wait for it. And that's Aaron Burr's song. Yeah. That's when he finally gets his shine. So how how was Burr? I thought he was really good. When he first came out, I thought uh, I thought he really commanded the stage. I hate to say anything about anybody. Yeah. I'm like, he going to listen to this and be like, he didn't like it. I thought he was really good. I think he'll be busy he, for the next couple weeks or so. I know, yeah. What, what's, what's hard is, and we've talked about this before, when you are so used to listening to a cast recording mm-hmm. and... I hear it from so many people that go and see a show after they've worn out the CD or the MP3 or the iTunes download. It it just takes it from them. Yeah. When I saw Wicked for the first time, despite how wonderful that cast was, it was a shock to my system to there hear somebody else. Dina and to go, for, yeah. And now the two girls that play those roles, my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the time when I they first opened their mouth, I'm, that's not Adina. That's not, and that's such a downfall, especially when you are so close to. You are the first tour. Yes. You are the first person sit, that people are going to hear sing this since the original. It's not like Wicked. Now you can get online. You can find all these different voices singing yeah. their songs to death. Hamilton's. Not built. Uh, it's you know, Wicked's been running for fifteen years now. Right. It's 
it's not been like that. So I knew it was going to be a shock to my system. And I think his is one of the hardest ones that it was because uh, Leslie Odom Jr. has such a smooth, silky voice. Yes, he does. And this guy's voice was really good. But there were some moments where I, I, it, it took me out of it because it wasn't him. And I hated that for his sake. Yeah. Because um, Wait For It has a big change. In the middle of yes. it. Yes, yes, it does. And that change again was another shock. Because it goes from being this little dancey kind of. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, wait for a win. And it's like, yeah, and yeah, then it turns into this that whole different thing. That change was another shock. But what's funny is I felt like all of his songs, he either hit the beginning and the end or it built up to this wonderful ending. Yeah. And Room Where It Happened, he blew my brains out at the end of that. He oh, was so man. good on Room Where It Happened. There's so much room to and get find your sweet spot and just nail fun, it I felt there. like he had a fun time doing that song. I yeah. felt like he built up to the fun time. And honestly, seeing it, that was such a moment where I went, holy shit, like... That's the moment where it becomes Burr's show. Right. You're absolutely right. Like, it, it all of a sudden becomes more about Burr and less about Hamilton in that moment. Mm-hmm. That moment to the end, almost. Yeah. Until they take him off stage after he shot Hamilton. Spoilers. And it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, it is literally Burr's show for about 30 minutes. No, I, I get I totally get that from the cast recording too. Because like I said, the first t- couple times through, I was like, I yeah. was like, like I really like Lin Manuel, I really like Hamilton's character. But I mean, obviously, I appreciated Burr. But yeah. watching Burr's Burr's growth and trend, like his life o- over the cast recording, yeah. and watching Hamilton's life over the cast recording, Burr's my favorite character. That's who I would want to yeah. play. Well, that's the thing is sitting there and watching it and seeing how they interact more. Because um, a lot of times when listening to the recording, I've listened to it probably two or three times fully through. Mm-hmm. And then I've now, listened to it like 15 times all the way through. I'm, I'm sure. obsessed. Leave me alone. I, Go ahead. No, it's okay. I'm sure there are people who have just listened to it constantly on repeat. Now, like we've talked about before, is I have these songs that I go to that I'm in love with. Yes. And... Um, so it, and also, once it got closer to me seeing the show... I didn't want to listen to anything that I wasn't in love with that I already had in my right. head. And Burr's stuff was kind of like that. I loved Dear Theodosia, but I wanted to stay away from that because I was like, someone else is going to be singing that. Yeah. And I, I want to hear them sing it. Um, but s- seeing that arc of him um, and their influence in each other's life was really good. I mean, they yeah. they are two lead characters. Yeah, and they really I, are. And, but the moment that it really hits you that he is a lead character, because honestly, towards the beginning, it feels like a supporting character trying to be a lead character. Yes. Through Act 1, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm a fun person to be the narrator of the story, to come out of the story and tell you the story. But then at the end, it's like, this is why I'm telling you the story. Because I done fucked up. Yep. And Odom won the Tony, right? Uh, yeah, he over won the t- over, yeah. Uh, Miranda. And everybody, t- and here's the thing. This is this is common, a common thing for this show that people have talked about. I feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda would say it too. He, Leslie Odom Jr. is more 
of a more of a singer and actor mm-hmm. than Lynn is. Yeah. Lynn's good, but he had a lot of shit to worry about. <laughs> yes. I think back to that, I'm like, I would have a heart attack with because he is literally fine-tuning the show. Already it had all this pressure on it because mm-hmm. it started to blow up. You're trying to rework things to make sure everything works, and you're in it trying to know your lines, trying to know your music. And I know the trouble of just directing or choreographing something and being in it. As it's hard because mm-hmm. you're not only worried about yourself, you're worried about everybody else. And he worked on Hamilton for seven years before they and, opened at the public. Exactly. He he was working his ass off with it, and I feel I'm not saying that that's what lost it for him Mm -hmm. i feel like leslie was always gonna be but there's a documentary that some guy talks about he's like you know i can't imagine he was like he had all that on top of him and then he's trying to lead a show too stop yep yep i feel like it's a perfect role for him though too it really is he works his ass off when you see him in real life Oh God! Uh, he, oh God! He is a Hamilton. He I, works I on some stuff. I told you about that. I told my friend a few weeks ago. Like it was right after I saw, uh, like a, one of the big magazines mm-hmm. had done a profile on him because Mary Poppins had come out or something, and yeah. I just sent her this random message. I was like, I like Lin Manuel seems almost so perfect that I'm just waiting for something horrible to come out about him, and then, like I know it's yeah. horrible for me he to hits think his that. Wife or, <laughs> right or yeah. something. Yeah, he eats human feet. I don't know I, something. I just feel like he's he's too busy doing good to do bad. If that makes sense, I would like, hope so. Uh, that, that'd be crazy if there's some crazy shit came yeah. out about him. But yeah, he just he just seems like he's just he just works his ass off. He says what he feels. Yeah, he's very passionate. Well, and, honestly, in the world that we live in, if there was something bad on him, I feel like it'd already be out. Well, obvi- at this point, sure. For sure. The the level, I mean, even in the heights, like when that all happened, it, you know, he kind of blew up all of a sudden. Yeah. And then he's doing this, he's doing that, and Hamilton comes out. When Hamilton came out, everybody'd be like, "Man, this happened, <laughs> right?" You know. Uh, or even if when Moana was coming out, that'd be a real good time to say, yeah. "He's got a kids movie coming out." It's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. and then well, touch me." Yeah, <laughs> like, exa- <you> know? exactly. <laughs> it's sad. But it's true. I feel like we get we get something out of him yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, the at the level he's at. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, any other things that stick out to you from Act One that you just absolutely loved um, that you hadn't covered? Because we got satisfied and. Wait for it. Why well, I, f- I feel like the whole about the part where that was on the cast recording before nonstop. We uh, I know you you said you were really impressed by Eliza. I loved Eliza. Yeah, her voice is so unique. It really it's is so unique. Um, we talked about it, but there were times where it sounded like the recording, which made me appreciate it. You mm-hmm. know that she she had that same type of voice. But it wasn't the same voice. And also, if you can't do what's what the original person does, do something different that you can pull off perfectly. And she right. does a different riff at the end of Helpless. She did a couple things a little different. And I respected her so much for it because there, there are sometimes... Um, I've heard recordings of different Angelicas. I'm like, you can't pull that off. Right. Like the original one. 
do something a little different. Um, her the, the end of Helpless where she's like, yeah, like all <laughs> that. She she did a little different, and I'm like, and it was amazing. And I'm right. like, that's a way to change it, and make people make go. It your own. She did something different. That yeah. was good. Yes. And then there's other people who try to do something different. And you're like, you couldn't get that, could you? <laughs> she made you believe I did something different because I. I mean, here's the thing. She could do it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it was nice to hear something a little different. I'm a stickler about that. When people change shit too much, drives me insane. <laughs> I'm like, why'd you have to do that? Why? Right. Uh, it, when the song sounds like a completely different song, it drives me nuts. So I, I respected her changing it a little bit, but not completely changing it. Not getting too far yeah. away from the original. Yeah. But I thought she was really good. Um, all the uh, like fighting and stuff during Act One was really cool, and it went really quick. The, I mean, here this is where I'll talk about this. The lighting and the set were so good. James was blown away by the lighting. Right, well, that was the first thing out of his mouth was this light because it like it was just so crisp. All of a sudden, it went, and here's a little room, and they were in this room, and they were talking, and then it went, and it was big battlefield, and all these people were coming in and fighting, and there are, like, these fun designs on the stage. cinematic almost. Yeah, it was, and that's one thing I I like up close and front, if I can, if, if it's available, like, we, like, over the summer, the shows that we saw, the person I know has third row seats. Yeah. So we were up close for that, which is nice to be close. But I also like to be up and be able to see a stage. Yes. If it's not just black, like if it's painted, things like that. I really want to see Frozen, but I refuse to sit in the front for it. I want to sit up in the balcony towards the front of the balcony so I can see that stage because it's all lit up. Stuff's coming up out of it. Shows like that. And with this Revolve... It's cool to sit down front, watch people move. Right. It was really cool to sit up and watch the stage itself. And watch move. the whole scene. The whole scenes yeah. change versus just seeing someone move away on this. Yeah. On this uh, turntable. And one thing James said is the fact that it's like a pale cream. The whole set is. Yeah. They could do whatever they wanted with that light, and it was blue and it was red and I I we even talked about. Um, after King George's song, they sing about the troops on the water. The lights changed, and they were literally moving like, like water. water. Yeah. And it was all the ensemble worked their way forward like they were boats, and King George just went through the middle of them like he like everybody was on a freaking boat. They even had two guys sitting on the outer revolve because there are two different revolves yeah. or three even I think that so they can turn things different ways, which is really cool in some of the songs too. Mm-hmm. Like some people are going left, some people are going right, but they had two guys sitting down on the outer ring and it was spinning and they were rowing, right? And it looked like they were rowing the boat backwards. That's crazy. And I was like, you know, I was like, that's a. a an awesome thing to be able to do. Yeah. You know, I love things that spin. Any kind of movement on stage is really cool. Um, 
And Jay, that's what James, he was like, I love the set. And he was like, well, I love the Revolve. He was like, I love the rest of the set, but that that allowed yeah, them to do so That's the part I'm most excited about so seeing, much. I think, when I, whenever that day does come. I get to see it. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies' night or whatever. It's like wrestling, or whatever. It's like parenting, or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people, coming around doing what we do best, or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast, or whatever. So, how was intermission? <laughs> uh, considering that fine. James spent it on the phone talking to his dad because his mom was in surgery, mm. uh, <laughs> intermission sucked. A little tense. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was I was really afraid we were, we were going to have to go, uh, and I would not have blamed him for that. Honestly, yeah, like I was, we were really afraid for his mom, but. Um, you know, uh, we were four hours, four and a half hours away. Uh, there was nothing we could have done that night. But, you know, we we even thought about, he thought about leaving once we got home. You know, because mm-hmm. she was going to have to go into surgery again the next day. Um, but I was like, we're going to sit down. Let's let our worries go. Let's watch Hamilton. <laughs> you know, yes. like I was, I was kind of glad that we had that we had the tickets because it got our mind off of some things and we could just yeah. see see the show. Um, during Act Two, the usher was dancing behind us. Was he? Yeah. Well, it was a girl, and she, all of a sudden, I see all these flailing arms. I can't even tell you what song it was, but I'm like. What the fuck is happening behind it had to be me? A room where it happened. And I turned around. She's like, <laughs> like her arms were just made. She's not a good dancer <laughs> either. I was like, are you kidding me right now? She, it you was, were like, shush sh- 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 your body. No, I didn't. I didn't shush her. Uh, I did. How dare you dance? How dare you dance? It just scared me. I'm like, is someone behind us? Like, it scared me. Um, but yeah, she, she was crazy. Um, I'm trying to think of some cool other things that they did with the lights. Um, there were like these four diamonds that would, that literally went from nothing like in the middle and they went whoop and they were like a big diamond on the stage. Oh yeah. So they like expanded and got bigger and it was normally during like dance things. Like all of a sudden, like four people would spin into this area and when they got to their spot the light would come up and start from the yeah, middle like and go out. Ball and yeah, like satisfied and things like that. Um, well, I don't even feel like that. I feel like they used it for some of the uh, fighting. The fighting. Mm-hmm. Like they were in different places. That was the most beautiful gun dance I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I thought it was just I thought it was really cool. All, all that movement. There was so much happening during the fight. Things like that. And um but with the with the turntable, like I told you, they they I love that they kept turning it into a bullseye. A lot of the times when he was in the middle, it's just people in a circle around him, and even with the lighting, like it was a nice white circle around him, and then nothing, and then another circle of white, 
and then nothing, and then another circle of white, and it was constantly putting him in this bullseye. Right, Hamilton. Like, yeah. yeah, Hamilton was just right there, and you're going to get shot. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. All right, so you already said the room where it happens was incredible. Yeah. Um, let's see. What I'll, else? Oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I'm not going to ask you again. I wonder it's, if it's about the same thing. I don't think it is. What were you going to say? I was going to ask you about Jefferson. Oh, Jefferson was hilarious. He was so funny. Jefferson slash Lafayette. Yeah. His his Lafayette was was good, but with the accent, it was kind of hard to understand. Yeah. And what's you got to be able to flip those the accents. Yeah, and I yeah. thought I thought he did a great job. Uh for me, I'm glad I knew the words already. Yes. Um that's something that I didn't talk to James about to see how that transferred for him mm-hmm. because he doesn't know the songs that well. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know how he caught on yeah um but him as jefferson he was hilarious he hammed it up he was he was so good um it was fun to watch him with uh oh god who's he with yeah it was fun to watch him with him because it was like it was like a fun little duo yeah of like he was always in the front, and Massa was right behind him. Yeah, like, I, I love Washington on your side. And I know Burr's in that song, too, but I, I love their back and forth, and even in the cabinet battles. Yeah. I, I love their back All and forth. All the cabinet battles were so much fun. Oh, were they? They were so much fun. And, um... Was it like 8 it, Mile? <laughs> what, what was fun is it was... It, it was like, you're used to this, and you're used to this now. Act two, we're going to do something different. We're going to have a rap battle. Right. And Not just one, yeah. two. <laughs> and they bring out different mics, and they're actually holding the different mics and stuff. Like, they have the mics. Nice. And do it like, uh, Jefferson holds his mic out for a mic drop, and Madison puts his hand out and catches it <laughs> so he doesn't, like, drop it on right. the floor. And, you know, it's funny to, it's it was fun because you got an act two, and it wasn't the same, like, thing that you had gone through in act one. Right. Because there are some shows that just keep pulling out the same thing again, and it gets stale. It was a fun change. Act one, you have this war. Yes. Act two, you have different shit going on. Yeah, you got the war at home, essentially. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and it's, honestly, (laughs) it just changed so much. Um, And that's what what was great about that, is it was was such a nice change. Um, The cabinet battle was really cool. I love Mariah Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Was that what you were about to That's say? Very, no, no, no. I was going to talk about Philip dying, but uh, well, we're we'll going to work get our Phillip. way. So we can go ahead and move to Mariah in her song because she played Peggy. Uh, yeah. She was a Pe- Peggy Shiler sister yeah. who had like the three words in the Shiler yeah. sister song. And Peggy. But what's Daddy funny? <laughs> she had like. It was, it's not only is it two different characters, she had like two different voices. Right. You know, she went and for Peggy, it was really. Yeah, say no to this. Whiny and things like uh, like that. Not really whiny, but she was so, so different from her two sisters mm-hmm. and like, I don't want to be here. And then in act two with this character, James said sex just rolled out of her mouth. He didn't even know what was about to happen. Right. Like, he, and it was just so like... It was opening notes. It was like, 
Yeah, I know who you are. It went so deep and like, hello. <laughs> like it just turned hello. into yeah. And um, it's your family's away. Eat. Even in her coming onto the stage like that, the outer circle moves and he's at his desk in the middle and like sitting still. She's just strutting her ass down that front thing Mm -hmm. and um, Burr rides it around. So he like passes her. Right. And she's it's like she's on a mission. Like, I know what I'm about to do. Um, Of course she did. We talked about how sad I was that she did not spread her legs. Right. When there is a lyric saying she spread her legs. And said. And said. I didn't need I didn't need them spread towards me. I don't like that. (laughs) I wanted some kind of satisfaction. Lay across the desk and then gentle side spread with with Hamilton going. When I direct it when I'm a hundred, because that's when the rights will go out to it. Okay. uh, She gonna be spreading her legs. Gotcha. I'm gonna be in a wheelchair and be like, spread them. You get those thighs spread, young lady. Liner. Act um, like you want it. I'm, we're not going to be able to talk like that in a couple years. <laughs> Shit. We can barely talk like that now. Jeez. I'm going to get taken away. <laughs> I won't let that happen. Uh, but I'm, I thought that she she was so good. I didn't like that her husband... I don't know if he... I don't know if he was just doing something that night. I don't know if they gave him the go-ahead for that. Right. And someone needed to rein it back. Right. Because uh, you said lisping. he's... Yeah, he's lisping. And it took it out of it. Because it's literally the only... Like, he has, like, two lines in the yeah. whole show. Which that, that guy song. plays a couple different characters, too. If you oh, look at the program, he plays... He plays uh, the... The dad, okay, Tyler's dad, oh, Tyler's okay. sister's dad. Um, did he have any lines in the? No, but he has a like during the song, like, like he's, he's there with the with, sisters. Yeah, and, uh, gotcha. he's in the cabinet meeting at first because he uh, hadn't been defeated yet. Yeah, then, <laughs> then uh, Shiloh didn't get defeated until before the second cabinet battle. Yeah, so the second one, uh, you had. Uh, well, Madison ended up sitting there because uh, Jefferson was battling. Right. Um, so Jefferson was there at first. He got up, battled, uh, and he sat down. But yeah, he came out and was like, I hope the flutter finds you in good health. And it was completely different. <laughs> at least that's what I heard. I thought I was having a mini stroke. And I'm like, and I kind of hope that everybody else got it too. And it wasn't just. Maybe he sounds like that. I don't yeah. know. I apologize, sir, if that's what you sound like. Um, but I felt like it was... It, he put on such a character. Right. It took you out of song. It is not your moment. Right. I know you only have five lines in the show, but it's about them, not you. Yeah. And it. I felt everybody wanting to laugh at it. And it was like... Now is not the time to laugh. Right, because Hamilton's making his huge mistake. I'm sure you are. I think he's the understudy for King George. Save that shit when you're playing George. Right. Um, And on the cast recording, I feel like whoever does the voice on on Say No to This, I feel like I've heard it somewhere else in the show. I don't know if it was Hercules Mulligan or who might have played. Uh, Like, I don't know if he did... did, uh, James Reynolds or anything like that, but um, but I could tell there's a continuity there, um, on the cast recording, but yeah, for him to come out and do that, whether he was trying to ham it up or what, like, 
I mean, dude's already getting, getting cheated on. He's trying to extort Hamilton. Yeah. And, like, he's coming in from this angle. It's like, like, I know you're fucking my wife. Um, I'm going to tell unless you pay me off. Like, you yeah. can't go and be like, like, hey, guy. I know you're fucking my wife, so uh, why don't you... Uh, yuck, 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 yuck. Why don't was, you pay up? Yeah, it was... Hamilton will punch him in the nose and be like, I'm going to keep fucking yeah. your wife now. <laughs> you know? It, it was... It, <laughs> it, it took you out of it for a second. And it it was weird. Mm-hmm. And I was glad that he had no other words to say. That's really weird. Um, but he, he did that, and that song was really good. And it just... Broke your heart whenever mm-hmm. the Reynolds pamphlet yeah. happens. Well, before Reynolds pamphlet, you had told me before that in on King George's last song, I know him, uh-huh. that he actually becomes a part of Reynolds, of Adam's administration, and he does other stuff. So now that you actually saw it um, live, like tell me about what King George is doing, and then kind of get into uh, um, well, he Adam's sits, he sits down. He they bring out a stool. Yeah. And he ends the um, song, uh, like, John Adams, good luck. And he sits down on a stool, which he has someone. They sit the stool down. He goes, like, waves to, like, move it over. I'm not sitting there. I want to sit here. Mm -hmm. And they, like, slide it over. And he sits down on the stool at the last second. And then the song starts, and he kind of dances around it. Um, But then he disappears. There's a lot that goes on for one second. Yeah. And he's gone. I was like, okay, wonder where where he went. Because I know he dances across in a minute. He went to the top of the thing. And he has a copy of the Reynolds pamphlet. Because when when he publishes it, the whole ensemble's out there with a copy of it. Oh, shit. So they all have it. And they're doing different things around the stage. And King George is up on the top of one of the platforms reading it. And he works his way down the like the staircase. Mm. Like I love this, <laughs> and um, he even has a moment like they put the spotlight on him, and he's like, mm. and he like walks right across in front of him, and just kind of is like, ah. <laughs> I know I, what you did. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad when the Americans screw up. Like, yeah, and they're they're ruining their own little country that they worked so hard to get uh, exactly, yeah. and it's just a. It's a cute little moment where, you know, it's, I'm wondering if they just kind of went, if Jonathan Groff and the original went, I want to do something here. Yeah. Like, can I do, or just did it or yeah. something like that. Um, I'm wondering whose choice that was. Cause it was just, it was just really funny and it was a fun way to keep him in it for yeah. a second. Cause I mean, we, that's the only time that we see him in act two. So it, it makes sense from be there a little bit longer. Yeah. Kind of be running yeah. in, in Hamilton in America's face. Also that song, honestly, that song gets a little repetitive. Yeah. You never going to get, so I felt like it was like, what are we going to do here? Never going to be friends. Yeah. Never going to be friends. So I feel like it came down to what are we going to do here to make this, to fill up this space yeah. where this gets re- repeated so mm-hmm. much. Um, Cause I mean, it's not that long Reynolds pamphlet. It's only two minutes, but it is a lot. Of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that was part of it. I love the change from that though. Which is in the recording, just from that to burn. Burn. It's yeah. such a flip, and it's as jarring as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, That's the that is the easily besides the end of the play, at the end of the musical. That is easily once you hit Reynolds pamphlet. Well, honestly, it starts with Hurricane. Him. Once you hit Hurricane, which is an, a nice little piece of music, 
Or go ahead and you're That was another game. moment where he was in the middle of the stage yeah. with light on it, and the whole outside was moving like he was in the middle of the fucking hurricane. And I was like, oh, this is good. In the eye of a hurricane, it is quiet. And that uh, might be my f- the best song he sings the whole show, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. even um, like Hamilton and Lin Manuel, and I'm just speaking from that yeah. perspective. Yeah, it's just it's it's a good moment for him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just him in the middle of uh, a light hurricane. It was, yeah, it was it was really cool to be able to see him. Wow. In in that, that's another one of those lighting moments, and the the lighting also did like Washington's office. Like mm-hmm. square. This is this is your playing space. Yeah, and it really cut that down to cut away the rest of the stage to, just to make focus you focus on, on that, on that yeah. one point. Yeah, yeah. So you said burn was beautiful, and you said you teared up during burn, correct? Um, yeah, I did. Uh, burn was just uh, something. It's not one that I listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it. I love it. Not one I've listened to a lot. Um, I just thought she was really. I thought she was really good, and it just ripped your heart out. She's kind of like, I don't yeah. care about you anymore. Yeah, like, there, there's three moments I, I think of. I love you, but I I can't. I hate this. you. Yeah, <laughs> there's three moments in the show that I'm thinking of off the top of my head where Eliza just comes in and she blows you away. And then the first one is Helpless. Yeah. This is the second one. Yeah. And then the third one is obviously The World Was Wide Enough, which is the, um, or Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. That's yeah. the last one that she comes in and she... Just wrecks you each time. Well, I'll talk. I'll talk about the last song last. Yeah, um, but um, we can transition into Philip from Burn and what she did there. I love the guy who played Philip because he. There's a difference between, and I've talked about this, playing at being a kid and like playing that you are a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he played being a kid. And he's shorter than all of them, so it wasn't like he was the same height as his parents. He was shorter than them, and he just he seemed like a kid when he did his first little rap with them. Um, and then he, when he got older, then he seemed like he was older. So he had a yeah. good arc of being able to play a kid, being able to play someone who's 18, and also being able to play this adult in Act 1. Right. And I, he, I thought he was a good actor. I thought he was really good. He didn't sound like he was like, I'm a kid now. Like, <laughs> he didn't sound like that. Which is what they kind of do in the cast recording. Yeah, I like felt that. like he was very, My like... Philip. I'm a poet. Yeah, I'm trying to be a kid. I didn't feel like he was trying to be a kid. I felt like there was a kid up there. Yeah. Um... I'm excited when they make a movie, them actually finding some kid who yes. will be cute to do that. Yeah. You know? um, it's too much to have a kid in the cast just for that one moment, though. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, ah. So I'm glad that he plays a character through the whole thing. But and he, he was funny. He did something that kind of hammed it up for a second, but it wasn't like. Oh, that was too much. It was just funny. It was something a kid would do. He went right off stage like, yay, my dad loves me. Right. Like, it was just cute because he went yeah. running off. Everybody laughed. So did they do anything to make him look like, make, like was he like on his knees and looked no. like he was younger? No, no. He was literally just standing yeah. next to Hamilton. Except he's supposed to be what? Uh, he just turned nine. Nine. Nine yeah. in the show. Okay. I was just curious if they would do anything to show the no, effect. And, that I, and I think that's one thing that worked well that he was short. Okay. That, uh, yeah. Look like he was smaller than them. When you find someone, because I think Lin Manuel and um, 
Oh God, Anthony, Anthony Ramos. Yeah. Like I feel like they they were kind of close in height. Yes. So it was like I'm nine, but I'm the size of this adult. <laughs> right. It throws so, you off. Yeah. Um, which here's the thing you you get over that. That's something that you overlook. Yes. But at the same time. I'd be lying if I say I would say that it doesn't bother me sometimes. You know? Right. And for someone who I try to get over that stuff, some people who aren't used to going to theater can't get over that stuff as much. Yeah. They're like, oh, that was weird. And, you know, we hear it all the time. Um, but I, th- I thought he was really good. Um, he got shot. I was like, oh, God, it's Mm -hmm. happening. Because, of course, you go on to Blow Us All Away, which is Philip's song, and then you go into the Stay Alive reprise, which is... Is she just... Where is my son? He came in, and he already, like, tears you up, like him with Philip. And then she comes in, you're like, oh, Mama is going to be so upset. Like, Alexander, who did this? Did you know? Yeah. Shit. Like, Eliza. it becomes such a big moment. She came in, I got chills just from her going, ah, like, I was like, yeah. oh, God. I, I'm seeing it in my head, yeah. And she comes from the back and just shoots right down the center of the stage right to him. And just, when, like, his body goes limp. And I was just like, oh, God. And then she lets out that scream. Right. And... That's something that's not on the recording. Yeah. It's just, she, she just... just let Wailed. go. Yeah. Yeah. As any mother would. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just one of those moments where everything builds up, and it was just a big release in the quiet. And anything in there, in that theater that's like that, it just echoes. And right. it just ripped your heart out. And then the whole song, they sing about Quiet Uptown. Like, that was sick. Mm-hmm. And what's nice is it's so dark, and they're at the center in the front. Like, they're just... There together, yeah, reconciling. The turntable moves, and Angelica comes in that light. There are moments that the words don't mm. speak, like, and it's I'm like, oh, and it's nice to have her sing that song. Yeah. I love the fact that she is part of the family. She's there for her sister. She loves her sister. And, yeah, yeah. and she she just sits there and is like. It's so, because Eliza does not talk. <laughs> yeah. She is so in mourning. And the moment she grabs his hand, more tears, more tears. Mm. That I love that song. Yeah. And it, the, when they go, forgiveness, it was just like, oh. Yes. And they hug each other at the end and they walk off. It's like she doesn't even want to be next to him. It's an obligation. And then, like, it it feels like that was the moment that they needed to grieve. Yes. Like, all of a sudden, I forgive you. Our son is dead. Yes. Not my son is dead. We need to mourn this together, and we're not going to get over it until the two of us mourn it together. Yes. And, like, he, like, helps her off stage pretty much. And it's such a nice moment. And it's not their last moment together, but it's one of their last moments together. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Which makes all the better their last moment. Best of wives and best of women, yeah. Yeah, because that's... I mean, you get back into politics, they, uh, like, 
All the stuff with Burr happens. I can say that my first listen to the cast recording, when when uh, the V came on, I was like, can we get back to politics? Because I was a wreck. I was yeah. so going through it in my car, driving around. Like, can we get back to politics? And then Madison's like, please. <laughs> I was like, yes. Like, it, that's the perfect transition. It is. It is. It is absolutely Like, is. even talking about it now, like, I, I was just like, we're like, I was like, we're yeah. in such a moment right now. Like, Yeah, bro. it just, bra- I mean, yeah. it just breaks you down. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, that's one of those moments where it was like. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And what's funny about the show is it rips your heart out and then makes you laugh the next second. Yeah. Those are good shows. Those are good shows that does that. That like good shows that do that. Like yeah. that was that was one of them. That was one of those moments that's just perfect. And the anger that comes out of Burr from yeah. that point on. I was gonna say, like election like, eighteen hundred on, he's he's rolling. He gets that finish line. so pissed. And I feel like that there is such a it's like a train hauling ass like yes. at that moment and it's all Burr all Espe- Burr and like all- even when Burr tries to pull back a little bit in Obedient Servant and he's like he's like and then Hamilton's like I don't remember exactly what I said but here's an organized a bullet list of 30 and then like Burr's like oh sweet Jesus and then after that he's like careful where you see young man which is when he gives the list all the ensemble members line up and he is handing papers like to the ensemble members. So it's like all these letters are coming and they all like take it over and handle hand it to Bird. It's just like this stack oh, is just building shit. up. And it of course, sitting back where we were, you couldn't see every look on somebody's face, but like you could just say it was it was fun. Yeah. And what's fun is they use the same desk, so it was like center and like Burr got up and took his chair away, and it was like, now it's Hamilton's desk, and he brought his chair in. He's like, I'm all right. Right. And it was really, it was really, oh, dear Theodosia, like, when they both have their kids, mm-hmm. that was another beautiful moment where these two diamonds came up, and they split center, and one came up, and Burr brought in a chair, and he's standing behind it, he sang a little bit, and then he sat down on the chair, and he's singing to Theodosia. Mm-hmm. And then... Another one came up on the other side, and Hamilton brings out his chair and does the same thing Burr does. So it's just these two men sitting on a chair singing to their kids. Yeah, Yeah, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And that just made me think of that. Nice. But back to this. they So it's just like this big buildup. And it's a big buildup, big buildup. And then with this, uh, you know, you go back into this bullseye. Yeah, and all this shit's happening, and they're like all these other pieces of the show come in while that bullet's coming at him. Yeah, and and you get they bring back uh, ten dual commandments. Yeah, for the third time, and they redo some of the dances, like because she sings part helpless during that. Yeah, like it's a little clip. She does something that she does during helpless in the same spot that she did that, and he's looking at her as the thing's spinning, and like all these people are doing these different sections his lights replaying yeah his, yeah it's and and it's literally happening around him and he becomes a part of it and then he goes right back in and it's burr upstage like in the back and it's hamilton right down at the bottom like right. and just hunkers over Slice. and yeah and they take him off and and burr sings and when what's funny is it's like Hamilton show, Hamilton show, Burr show. And one thing that honestly took me out a little bit was all of a sudden 
it was Eliza's show for the last song. Yeah. And it was odd to me, honestly, because they're, they're, Eliza's like, this is what I did for you. But then they, she did all that for him, not for her. But the show makes it like it's all about her all of a sudden. Right. It's That's weird to explain it like that. But literally, she's like talk, pretty much singing about when I, I can't wait to see you when I die. Like, all yeah. you've gone on to see all these people, which is really cool because the guy who plays Philip and Lawrence, she's like, you're there with Philip and Lawrence, and he shows up next to Hamilton in all white. Yeah. Like, all of his costumes white. And then you're there with Washington, and he's in all white. And she talks about Angelica, and Angelica goes towards them, and she's like, I can't wait to be there with you. And then in the last moments, they have a moment in the middle like she sees him it's like she's going towards the light right and the last moment of the she show she lived another 50 years yeah. yeah and so she's lived all this time and she's seen all these people go it's like everybody's on the outer side of the circle she goes to the middle and it's like she's seeing him it's like she, a titanic she's moment. exactly yeah and but she hasn't died yet mm-hmm. it's like she's walking towards him so they have a little moment where they love each other in the middle and then she goes to the center down at the bottom and he like reaches out to her and she reaches and takes one last breath and that's the end of the show right. is her dying. But it's like, which I like, but all of a sudden, like I said, it became about her. Yeah. It was her story all of a sudden. And I'm like, I wish she just would have went to him and they would have had a nice moment as a family yeah. or something like that. But literally the last moment they went big and like, she takes that breath, which I think is a beautiful thing. But I felt like, Oh, it's about Eliza now, yeah. you know, but um, it was you know that moment is really good because it's like I did all these things for you you know I'm I'm trying to do all these things so Carry you live on, your on. Legacy. you live on yeah what is a legacy yeah it's like she and it's all selfless yeah selfless I know exactly it's like all of a sudden it's like I don't care about anybody else I did all this because you worked your ass off and Washington was a good person, and this person was a good person. I did this for you. Yeah. It's not, I did this for you. It was, I did this for you. And it's, you know, it's, that's how that ended. It was, it's, it's a good ending because it's exactly what the show's doing. It's telling his story. Yeah. You know? Well, Tyler, we are at 315 almost. Mm -hmm. So... I know they got a basketball game. I know you got somewhere to be. So I only have one last thing I got to ask you about, and this worked out perfectly. We didn't say shit about George Washington. And I've become (laughs) a big, 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 big fan of One Last Time, like in the performance that uh, Christopher, his last name is escaping me right now. but Jackson. Thank you, Christopher Jackson did uh, uh, the show. And then at the White House, of course, in front of Obama and all that. Um so how how was uh, one last time? Because well, you told I, me it was quite unique for you. Well, I I explained him as uh, Uncle Phil. <laughs> That's right. Off of Fresh Prince. Yes. He just struck me as an older gentleman, mm-hmm. and it and he blew my socks off in that moment. Whoops. That's he was so 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 good. Yeah. 
and it was like all of a sudden I felt like I'm like this old man can't can't fight <laughs> during Act right. One. He sounds good. He sounded good through the whole thing. He was a good actor, but he had a quality in his voice that made him sound older too. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was like, oh, old man can't fight. Like, uh, old man can keep up. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is good. And it was just, I just didn't expect him to have that in him. Which, of course, they hired him. So it better be in there <laughs> right. somewhere. But, I mean, at the same time, it was like all of a sudden, like this little voice. Which it wasn't a little voice either. I hate even saying that. Right. But it was like this normal voice turned into this big powerhouse. And that's what's fun is when you see this little girl playing Eliza going, ooh, I do, I do. And then sing the shit out of some notes later. Yes. You know, those, and Angelica doing the same thing. You know, that's, she has, I think she may have the hardest songs in the show. Oh, she does. Like, Lin-Manuel said that he couldn't even, he couldn't even sing some of the stuff that yeah. was written for Angelica. Well, yeah, we understand that. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, it's, she has some hard shit to sing, but... Overall, I thought the show was good. Yeah. Um, if you won tickets tomorrow, go back and see it again this week, would you go? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, if I won tickets, I'd rub it in everybody's face. <laughs> hey, Kellen. Here's the thing. I, I now that I've seen it, I'm very glad that I saw it. I'm glad I didn't spend $400. I cannot imagine spending $400 to see, see a show right now. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the position I am in in life, but I was like, I cannot... I don't care what it is. It would take a lot for me to spend $400. But if you have the money, go see it. If you can luck out and find the cheaper seats, go see it. If you can afford the cheaper seats, you know, put your name in every lottery because it's obvious when you see it why it's become such a big deal. Yeah. And... It was obvious to me when I finally sat down and listened yeah, to it oh, two yeah. months ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I, like I said before to you and on here, I was like, I saw the um, Hamilton uh, piece that PBS put together yeah. a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, man, this looks awesome. And like he's doing oh, all yeah. the behind the scenes stuff and stuff. I was like, I was, this is really cool. And hearing the music. Yeah. But until you really put it together, even on the level of listening to the cast recording or ultimately going to see the show. Yeah. You don't understand. No. Yeah. No, it, it's it's very good. <laughs> very, 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 very good. Tyler said I could be Aaron Burr whenever he uh, puts on the production. So yeah. we'll be 100 years old. He'll be yelling at poor Mariah to spread her thin legs. I'm going to be playing Mariah when I'm 100. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I couldn't sing it, but I'd try. It'd be the worst production ever. We'll be 100. That's Who cares? Geriatric Hamilton. There you go. Geriatric Hamilton. They would make a lot of jokes that we were alive when he was. <laughs> I could see it. For sure. I would take it, whatever. Well, thank you for being on my show. Thanks man. for having me. Hope you had a good Sorry time. Sorry I sound like this. No, you don't you sounded good to me. Well it's your voice though. You know it better than me. Because I know there's times when I'm when I listen, I'm like, man, I sound rough. But uh, other people don't well, hear it. Well the stuffy nose is not I'm already nasal, I don't need anything to help you you were great great a guest my friend bye everybody bye everybody